This episode is brought to you by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. In an unexpected reversal, Senator Joe Manchin backed off on his top priority earlier this week. On Tuesday, the West Virginia Democrat asked Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer to remove his energy permitting legislation from a must-pass spending bill that would keep the government open beyond September. It didn't look like Manchin was going to get the votes, since his bill received opposition from Senate Republicans, who didn't want to give Manchin a political win and said his bill didn't go far enough, even though they largely support permitting reform. The bill also looked like it would lack the approval of every Democratic senator. Now, even though the bill might have died before it reached the Senate floor, some lawmakers and clean energy advocates are hopeful a compromise can be revived. So why did Manchin back down? And what's next for permitting legislation? Politico's Kelsey Tamburino and I discuss that and more next. It's Thursday, September 29th. So, Kelsey, Senator Joe Manchin and Majority Leader Chuck Schumer ceded defeat on their contentious energy permitting reform proposal Tuesday night. So why did they decide to not bring it to a vote as expected? Yeah, I think you saw an acknowledgement from Senator Manchin that he just simply didn't have the votes at this point for this proposal to pass in the continuing resolution. Our colleague, Burgess Everett was reporting that Senator McConnell was whipping votes against it, which I think signaled to Manchin and Schumer that this wasn't going to get the necessary about a dozen Republicans on board to support this legislation. And instead of sinking the continuing resolution, Manchin opted to ultimately pull the proposal from the bill until before it could even get to a procedural vote. Yeah, that's right. And despite their defeat, Manchin, Schumer, and President Biden, who we know supported this bill, are vowing to find another way to pass permitting reform in the coming months with Republican support. That's the idea. So what makes them think that they can actually succeed in a second try at this? Yeah, I think this is actually where it gets interesting. I mean, we pretty quickly saw progressive lawmakers and environmental groups cheering that this went down. But quickly after Manchin pulled the permitting proposal, we saw statements from Schumer, from Manchin himself, that they're going to be looking for another vehicle for this. And even the White House put out a statement that they're going to be working to get this to the president's desk in some fashion. You heard, as well as I, from folks that we spoke to on the Hill, that this really signaled that there is a potential compromise here. It was the first time, I think, in a while you've heard Democrats talk about the issue of permitting and the need for reform. And I think just that alone signaled to folks that there's potential room here for a compromise. What form that takes kind of remains to be seen at this point. We're already hearing chatter of it potentially attached to other pieces of legislation. But right now, I think there's an acknowledgement that this could have been something that could have been agreed to had there been tweaks on the edges or bringing other folks into the discussion. But I think pretty quickly we saw folks on the Hill not immediately give up on this, which I think signaled that they're looking for a potential path forward. Yeah, for sure. And so what are some of the other possible legislative opportunities this year, just getting a little more specific on that. I know, of course, we don't know for sure. It's still early, but what are some we've we've heard talked about here in in early days? I think the two big potential options here are the 
NDAA, the defense authorization bill that comes up every year. Folks see that as a potential option here. And I think that one's interesting given that folks are saying there's room to make a energy security argument there for the need for permitting that could potentially sway folks to agree to bring that to that bill. Also, we typically don't see support for that legislation from some progressives. So there's more room, I think, folks see to compromise with Republicans, work with Republicans on that. Other potential option is the year-end omnibus, the the package that lawmakers are going to have to pass for the end of the year. And that's another vehicle that we see as another piece of must-pass legislation that should there be an agreement that that could attach pretty easily to. But I mean, there's also remaining questions here. And I know, Josh, you have been reporting with me and our other colleague on this. What do you see as some of those remaining obstacles to actually passing a bill? Yeah. So, I mean, on the politics, I think you're hearing Republicans and Democrats say, well, maybe that you're farther removed from the Inflation Reduction Act and Manchin supporting that, which clearly hurts some feelings among Republicans, that would really clear the main roadblock. But I do think on substance, there are some gulfs. I mean, transmission reform, that was the biggest draw for Democrats. And really the main policy there was giving the federal government, FERC, more power on setting transmission lines. And that made Republicans very uncomfortable. So it's unclear to me what kind of changes you could make on transmission to get Republicans who do recognize we need to get more transmission built, but they seem to be skeptical of giving the feds kind of absolute power over certain projects. And then on the Mountain Valley pipeline, which again, Republicans are making very clear that will still be in the mix here. And so again, you have the same questions on the progressive side and with the added layer of complexity in that the election uh, is upcoming here and Democrats could lose the house. So it's unclear the incentives there to, to kind of compromise on permitting. You know, on the progressive side, if the Democrats lose the house, it's unclear how willing they'd be to deal here. So I think they're both political and substance questions. Again, at a high level, there are areas of agreement where you can see a compromise, but still, I think there's some hard work ahead. And I think the bet is that you get Republicans and Democrats actually in a room together to draft something, whereas that wasn't how Manchin's proposal worked out. Also, President Joe Biden is warning oil companies to not increase gasoline prices as Hurricane Ian makes landfall in the U.S., vowing to conduct investigations if fuel prices rise. That's what the president said on Wednesday. The Biden administration had already called for an investigation earlier this year into whether the oil industry colluded to increase prices even though most oil companies no longer own many gasoline stations. For context, about less than 2% of total U.S. oil production has been shut down because of Hurricane Ian, according to the Interior Department on Wednesday. Oil and fuel trade associations have already pushed back on Biden's comments, saying the onshore effects of the storm itself would be the biggest factor in fuel prices. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Chevron the human energy company. Energy demand is on the rise. That's why Chevron plans to increase its oil production by 15% over 2021 levels in the Permian Basin. 
all while continuing to reduce both carbon and methane emissions intensities. Learn more at chevron.com slash permian production.